Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, you live a lot, and welcome to this week's Tuesday Night Chore. Um, yes, this was a little bit of a last-minute episode, which is always the basis of one of the best episodes that we do, as we found out a couple of weeks ago. Um, thank you very much for the of supporting the podcast since I've taken over so far. Uh, we've had really nice feedback from, from everyone, um, and it's been particularly lovely because you've all said I'm better than Jim's moment, and that's all that matters in life, so thank you very much. Uh, hopefully you've had time to check out everything that we've done over the, the recent weeks, but we did do our SummerSlam roundtable special, which is an interesting listen uh, because it involves Chris Egan. So if you're not listening to that episode, go back and listen to that and get involved in the discussion. But we are part of the Distraction Pieces now. Network. What a wonderful network it is to be on. And we're doing really big things at the minute, uh, mainly leading up to London Podcast Festival. Uh, this episode's inspired by a little bit by Hardcore Listing and their top fives. Uh, top fives. So talking of them, they're doing a live show at London Podcast Festival, as well as myself. Uh, I'm teaming up with the hardest part of the ring on the 8th of September at 2pm to do the hardest part of the jaw, which is going to be a live quiz um and with guests first confirmed guest former progress women's champion and nxt uk's Ginny will be there i'm still working on two more guests i've put out a lot a lot of requests for people if you're listening to this and you're a professional wrestler and live in london or want to come to london on that date slide into my dms um someone someone bless you had a really good idea of booking uh, a wrestling show in a cave on that day, which is an ace idea, but has left me with no wrestlers available. So uh, good luck to breed with your cave show. Talking of London Podcast Festival, Hardcore Listing, this week's episode of Distraction Pieces with Scroobius Pitt is with Stu and Adam. Stu's obviously part of Hardcore Listing. Adam is obviously uh, one of the guys from Hardest Part of the Ring, but they're both involved with the Pod Bible stuff. So make sure you give that a listen this week. It's a really, really good discussion. Tuesday Night Jaw comes up, uh, as well as the up-and-coming live show that I am doing with Adam and the guys from the Hardest Part of the Ring. So we really support... Uh, really support? That's a good start. Really uh, appreciate all your support. Uh, and make sure you buy your tickets. Lovely. That's all the business done as I turn my record around to face my guest. Uh, and arguably, it's the biggest guest I've had on to date. No, not by reputation, 
but by physical stature, uh, show your appreciation for Big Guns Joe. Thanks, man. Is it weird for me being sensible? I don't know. Kind of. Yeah. It's just, uh, I, I like the change you had then as soon as you uh, did your little spiel then. It was yeah. nice. It's the bright lights go on, Joe, and then, Indeed, and then I, I get involved. Um, for you. Talking of bright lights on you, you're coming off the back of one of the best moments, I think. Well, it's definitely the best moment I've witnessed you have uh, yeah. over the weekend. Obviously, it was oh, Future Shock's 15th anniversary show over the weekend. Um, which will be available on demand actually very soon and it's well worth checking out Jack Gallagher took on Sam Bailey Grizzly Young Veterans against Danny Hope Chris Egan but there's also the so it's the 7th yeah, official 7th yeah, official but I've had 8 eight. I've lost 8 now yeah so 2 in yeah. 1 yeah you did yeah. you got a bit, bit angry at Chris Sharp which is understandable <sighs> uh, yeah well you know but you, you went full Richmond, Virginia, or in your head, did, and did, beat yeah. you. But yeah, so it's been a year in the making. Um, who did you first start off against? It, uh, oh well, oh it's funny you should ask, isn't it? Really well, yeah. um, person that's uh, stuck, like well sat yeah. uh, right in front of me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It did start a year started, ago. Yeah, it did. And you returned to the scene of the crime. Yeah. Um, and world of sports creator decided yeah. to come and crash your party. It did, but. He didn't expect you to fire up the Flex Express, did he? <laughs> you really want this to go, don't you? I do. I'm like, <laughs> I want t-shirts, yo. I want t-shirts. I want you in Zubas. <laughs> I don't want t-shirts. Flexing on top of the uh, the old Flex Express, is that what it is? It is. I'll try uh, and get on the bus. Uh, but you did scoop slam the 24 I did. stone monster. Yeah, I was... Uh, when it happened, I was pretty apprehensive. But no, it was, it was really good. I did it. And I was like, I didn't expect the reaction, put it this way. It's yeah. still surreal now, like... People have like a lot. I'm not saying oh, like everything's blown up, like my Twitter or something. It's got a good like traction from it, but um, it's still surreal. I don't, don't can't really like remember actually what happened. Yeah. But like just your face when you're just nodding. Which is really funny because um, it, it's so funny in the moments. Because I'm very I'm a very lucky boy and I've I've been in. Uh, in and in, in and around when their moments happen in wrestling, oh, yeah. and it's always my favourite thing when when everyone's like coming unglued, and then you just lock eyes with the one person <laughs> that isn't. And I kind of gave you the the pig um, babe, yeah, that'll yeah, do pig, yeah, yeah. that'll do pig <laughs> nod as everyone else is like losing their mind. <laughs> it's quite funny because you can actually see it on the video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so look out for that on demand. Um, just watch me like a proud dad. Nothing oh, at him, Bless so. you. but yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited about where that's going to go. Oh yeah, man, me too. I mean, like it's just, as I say, it was just so surreal, and just, just where do we go from there? There's so many yeah. places we can go f- from it, and I'm just really excited for what the end of this year and the start of next year. Yeah, I mentioned I mentioned the K show for Breed and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Breed's another place you've been working a lot. Yeah, no, it's, and... it's been quite good to me, like as well as like Future Shock and everyone like that on the Northwest scene. It's been a place where I can like Future Shock. I know that they'll have something for me all the time and they'll always put me in good matches and, you know, be able to... Well, like, I say, as I'm starting to now, I've tried to get more, like... Not say, like, more kind of wrestling within my matches, but hmm. I'm kind of having sort of more of a up-to-date style match so I can kind of accommodate for everyone. Sorry. Accommodate <laughs> for everyone. But, uh, yeah, like, with them, it's, I started off a bit kind of, kind of like comedy more so because a lot of their fans kind of have been to all the other shows and they get it and mm. stuff like that but um, yeah like 
they've had matches with like Jern Simmons when he came over. Oh yeah, I've watched uh, that one. Yeah, 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 it was good. It was yeah. good to have like a diff somebody else that I would never think to I would wrestle. Yeah, especially now of say what, three years in on shows now ish. Yeah. So it's starting to have matches with different people where it's like, oh okay, more high profile, more high profile, and just you know getting those names under my belt to say when 2020 comes around, be like, this is what I've done so far. How yeah. can we make it even bigger? Yeah. But yeah, that cave show, there's a show on before on the 7th as well. I'm on both of them. So Sweet. it'll be good to, you know, kind R- of... Wrestle in a cave. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be good to see what happens with that because, I mean, they think they've sold quite a lot of tickets. So yeah. let's see what happens. Just, yeah. just take it off the list. Well, it's, it's obviously me and you kind of met in the place where we are now. So big shout out to uh, Pinfall Academy uh, yeah. for letting us record this podcast here. Um so it has been really nice. There's a, there's been a little group of you that I've, I've seen mm. sort of go from strength to strength. Uh, obviously yourself, Callum Corey, yep. Isaiah Quinn. Yep. You know, there's and there's there's more obviously, but you were the guys that sort of met around about the same time, and there's been yeah. a, there's been a lot of development sort of in that northwest scene. So oh, definitely. I mean, I've known them since I started wrestling. Like I started at Grand Pro, and uh, Callum was the the group after me. Like Isaiah Quinn, Jacob North, all of the group before me, like Rizman Khan as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what happened was everyone else kind of left wrestling and then their group and my group, we ended up just coming together. Yeah. And then we've just been together ever since, really. And it's good to kind of have, like, car journeys with them still, you know, and catch up as well as, you know, seeing them, us all kind of, like, expand at our different, you know, different levels or different... Yeah kind of rates or whatever you want to call it but we're all kind of still doing it together yeah even though i might not see them for like say a few few months or so especially with like a few of them but when when we do it's like oh you know look yeah. how far we've come and it's just class i'm just and it's, very and, fortunate and you know you mentioned riz and you mentioned jacob north as well yeah. in, in that you're all doing gpw and future shock together now which is yeah really exactly cool and like obviously then you put into uh lexus uh falcon and yep. tonga into yep. that yep. obviously holly as well and mm-hmm. it's like there's a nice little group of you all coming through together it and... is definitely and i mean like again each of each of us like bring, i feel brings something different oh no the I, shows we have. And yeah. I mean there's just with as people as well it's just like i never thought i'd be able to like just be able to get on with the people that i do so well and you yeah. know just have because I mean, when I started wrestling, quite a lot of my friends kind of outside of, say, from like school, college, university, etc., didn't understand, they didn't quite get it, and they kind of... There was a bit of backlash between them, so it's good to have those people around me to kind of, like, fall back on when, you know, through hard times, etc., or whatever, within wrestling, as well as, you know, doing wrestling yeah. itself. So I, I kind of ramble on a lot, so I apologise. So. Oh, no, it's fine, don't worry. It's... <laughs> It's the podcast I host. We do a lot of ambling and, and, and stuff like that, so don't worry. But I think as well, what's been really cool f- for for me to watch is that you guys have sort of ended up with really good mentors. Obviously, oh, definitely James Drake, Zach Gibson, mm-hmm. Sam Bailey. But then you've got the likes of Chris Ridgeway as yep. well that are coming in and, and helping. And I think that's what's been really cool for me is that it's the guys that I saw come through mm. um, and now helping the next lot come definitely. through. And I think I think that's. When wrestling's good, that's when wrestling's really good, is that you give back to your scene. Uh, no, definitely, I fully agree. And it's like, considering when I first started on shows, to think where I am now and to think the people I have around me, like, especially at like Riddy, like, he's a good, well, practically one of my best mates now, Riddy. Chris Sharp, like, lives 10 minutes down the road from me, yeah, so, you yeah. know, I can go and hang out with him as mates, but then also, like, it, the, the things he teaches me, it's just, it's just invaluable. Like, yeah. I, I come back, even if we were just going to, like, say... 
just watch some wrestling. I'll come back with like notepad full of notes just because it's just it's it's class. I'm just Northwest seen itself, like especially now it's just growing and growing and growing, and I'm just very fortunate to be in it. But again, with the people around me, it's just it's just class. Yeah, man, I'm I'm genuinely like really really high on our little scene at the minute, and mm. and. It's kind of funny because I'm thinking getting to the point where I'm just so super biased now. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, no, everyone's killing it. But like, it's. But I think what's really nice as well, especially for you know doing shows like Breed and, and I know you do more and, mm. and other shows as well. Um, is you get into cross paths with with other people that are sort oh, of definitely. starting out. Obviously, you think of Joe Nelson, mm. um, even people like Danny Luna. Um, I know you've done shows with like uh, LK Mezinger and Elijah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, and what's that, that's kind of what makes me chuckle because. I especially sort of the Midlands Welsh lot I know quite well and then mm. I'll do a show with them or see them and then like oh I met one of your one of your lads and I'm like oh which one and it's like oh it's this person and yeah, it's yeah. like it's, it's kind of it's nice that it's not just isolated in one area now that there's there's more places to work and you guys are crossing paths more often no definitely I mean I'm starting like me personally I'm starting to expand like within the shows that I'm doing and yeah like you said like those lads like the Nothing to Prove lads um, their class like I'll go to a show now and I can guarantee I'll come out with either knowing someone even better and having a laugh with them and then having a completely new relationship with somebody new and then, you know, the next time you see them again, it's like, you know, you've known them for ages. I feel like that's... I feel... And me as a person and my personality, I feel like I can gel with people and I can see the, you know, like, can kind of find things within people that, you know, can create that connection and things yeah. like that and then just just goes from there. I think as well, it's, it's about similar... Personality traits, definitely, and, and the thing that, especially like LK and Elijah, who have mm. known in quite a while, is they've got such lovely a desire. Beards, they've got very lovely. <laughs> they've got such a desire to want to be at shows and help out, and, and I think that's how I got to know them more because they used to come and help out the Fight Club a load, and they were the guys that introduced me to people like Jay Joshua and Nico Angelo, mm-hmm, and both again, as well. who are awesome. Again, and it's like you said, every single time now, you're like, you kind of start it starts clicking in your head where you're like, oh. We all get on because we all think of wrestling the same way, yeah, and we sort of have the same passion for it. And Hell I think, yeah. I think that's what's super cool. You know, we had Ojo Mo on this podcast not that long ago, and like even Michael's like talking about guys up here, and it's yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's you've started seeing more often as well, and like just yeah, Mike, that Mike's class as well. Like. Yeah, he's he's he's. he's He's in a hell of a year. Mm. <laughs> just team mm. reducing from the Liger. Indeed, so. yeah, no, yeah, crazy, right? It is, and it's and it's, and, it, and I think just, this is your standard day, isn't it? Really? Yeah, but I think, <laughs> oh, I think this is a great a great example of of how many opportunities there is for people now to to go and do cool stuff, mm. and I think that's to be celebrated because sometimes you know we get a bit caught down in 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 the negatives and mm. and get stressed out about stuff, and like I think we should sometimes remember that we are having things like. Liger coming over oh, and you know people even beyond that um, even the indie guys you know it's crazy so can I just say that the fact that I within the space of a month I wrestled thanks to Future Shock I wrestled the Hurricane then Hacksaw Jim Duggan so like just that, that in itself is like mind blowing yeah which is which is, a, <laughs> which is a sentence that shouldn't exist no exactly exactly but it does yeah it is it's crazy that is it's crazy and I know I know how much Damien Lee was happy about wrestling yeah. Hacksaw Jim Duggan oh, so that's always good. Um, talking to Hacksaw Jim Duggan, he's a big boy. He, he is. is. He's yeah. a unit. He still is. is. Oh, he's still Definitely. got it, man. Um, and that's why we brought you on today. I said this was going to be inspired, oh, I, uh... inspired a little bit by hardcore listing. Uh, they always do their top fives 
uh, stuff. So the live show is going to be like the top five. Uh, I think it's top five tips or top five rules for a house party. Oh, really? Yeah, it's good. Uh, Seen it in the group chat. Um, <laughs> so I brought you on as the biggest, henchest, and tallest man um, to come and tell me Indeed. who your top five big men or big people wrestlers are. So my criteria that I gave to you, I don't yeah. want to give you too many. I think it'd be two things, I think. Yeah, uh, the height, I want them above six foot two. Yep. Which I feel like is a solid height. Um, and I wanted it, was it was it 205 or uh, two? 205. Yeah. The thing was with me, though, with the, the kind of top five big guys, it's kind of way past them anyway. Yeah. Like, you think, like, more towards the 300 pound kind of yeah. mark, and then, you know, nearly yeah. as big as me, but then uh, the... Uh, Seven foot mark, you know. Yeah, and I've I've had to exclude you from this list because obviously you what would, you would absolutely be number one. I would uh, be. You, you would be. Um, so because I got into a, a recently, I, 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 probably a month or so ago now, I tweeted out about who's your like favourite like big lad, mm. and then it came into the Hoss discussion. Yes, which is which is your Hoss is more of your. Stan Hansen, yep. I guess. Your Kabashi's that sort of King's Road style. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it's that monster hoss thing. But this this is just big men. We're not we're not going to discriminate or, or big people again. We're not discriminating. <laughs> you know we can we'll have anyone that's a, it's a big one that loves loves wrestling. So right, uh, we'll start from number five. Who's your number five? Oh, right. Hmm. See, I kind of want to just. I've got a kind of couple of lists where I'm like, right, yeah, definitely these guys. But then Are these honourable mentions. They can, they can be because like growing up, like I watched. I've obviously backtracked a lot, but I watched a lot of uh, kind of like early two thousands up to like two thousand and four kind of SmackDown and Raw, obviously. Yeah. Because I'm I'm twenty four, yeah. But like that was when kind of my peak time of watching wrestling and things like that. But yeah, see, the whole kind of thing with say Snitsky. I know it's not straight. That's kind of a weird one to say, but the whole kind of debacle between him and Kane, he will be. I'll, I'll mention Kane later, Good. but the whole thing with Snitsky of how he came in as like a jobber. But I was like, hang on a minute, he's a big guy. What is he doing? Like he, what he's like, sort of yeah. near, nearly seven foot himself. Good, good three hundred pounder. Yeah. But just the storyline behind. I know you probably didn't think I was going to go here, did you? Really? I love this. <laughs> I love it. I like Snitsky. Just the the whole, the whole kind of. Um, storyline behind him and how he actually came onto like the main roster because he wasn't even in developmental for that long no but um see I've done, 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 done you've done your research, research. Yeah. this is just like from, from seeing videos in the past anyway but uh yeah just the whole kind of they had a, a big kind of hoss kind of fight between him and Kane and the storyline building up but you know you know the whole story between the, the baby and all to the baby indeed into the in, it was quite quite a good kick it was that's, it was I it, think that's was that's a big boot it was <laughs> that is a thing that is missed a lot in that yeah. story was the execution it of, was very good of kicking a, a, a quote unquote baby it was a doll don't worry if you've never seen it <laughs> and he listens to this he didn't actually kick an actual baby no. like like Chris Ridgway nearly did once yes. apparently what? that's the story oh that's the story oh, for another podcast um, it's, it's again don't quote me on this. He, Chris Ridgway didn't kick a baby, but there's a funny story where the, an allegation was that he kicked a baby, but he didn't. He probably um, did. Because it was Snitsky. So, yes. So, so okay. <laughs> all right. High. So, Snitsky then. All right. Yeah. So, so, tell me a Snitsky match that you're like, gets you fired up, man. Like... Ugh. That probably will be the ones versus Kane, like the whole that Taboo Tuesday when they had the choice yeah. between the fact that they had, it was like chain, chairs... Oh, oh, 
Was it lead pipe? Something. I think it might I think be so. Lead, but yeah, the fact yeah. that even though they had the choice, all three were used anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, all right then. So the whole voting thing you you did because this Taboo Tuesday was like the first kind of because it moved to Cyber Sunday eventually. Yeah, but yeah. It was kind of like the whole. Like oh the new generation where you had like Todd Grisham stood in front of like loads yeah, of computers yeah. and people stood about sat about you know doing it was, the voting. It was whatever. Twitter before Twitter. Yeah, exactly, big. exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was just and then it was kind of the whole thing with came. I think he was going filming Ceno Evil or something. But uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, and they did the whole kind of standing on the chair, which was the whole kind of hindsight from what he did to Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. So I think just that whole thing was. I say it gets me fired up. It's just the fact of how kind of crazy it was and how, like, it was 2004. Yeah. So it was a while ago. But... So there's, like, a, a little bit of element of nostalgia in there. Yeah, well. definitely. Yeah, but yeah. the fact that I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Why is this happening? Oh, this has been added into it. Oh, And then it got to a point where, do you remember when he uh, went, kind of left, came back and kind of went bald and dyed his teeth dead, like, yellow? No, I don't, do you don't remember it. Right. So, uh, it was nine-ish, something yeah, like that. Well, I can't believe we're talking about Snitsky. Love you, bro. Please follow me on Twitter or something, man. Yeah, be class. <laughs> Slide into the DMs. We'll get you booked, man. Uh, no, I, I think I wasn't watching W. I, I, I can't remember the exact time frame, but mm. I think it was around about like oh six to about. It was basically oh six to whenever the pipe bomb happened yeah, and yeah. that's when I started watching wrestling again okay um, so I, I must admit I did miss a lot of <laughs> Pete Teen Snitsky uh, so I'm a, I can't a, believe this is being said I, oh but... mate this is not even the most ludicrous thing that's been said on this podcast this week so don't worry about <laughs> it Pete Snitsky um, okay so is he officially uh, your uh, do you know what pick? that's fine that's fine no, I've, got, I've, I've got right, let's screw it let's, let, can I go through some honourable mentions yeah now, go through quick. your honourable mentions so yeah. we've got uh, Typhoon who uh, became oh, a Shockmaster. He did. WCW. Uh, he was Tugboat as well. Tugboat, yeah, yeah. he was, yeah. Uh, we've got Giant Gonzalez. Uh, one of the most infamous big men. Indeed. Uh, the man that wrestled Undertaker did, yeah. at WrestleMania. The, the the one that was all like gladiatorial, wasn't it? Mm, they had was... chloroform within it as well, do you feel? Yes, I do. Um, he also, I think he was in, he was in a WCW War Games match. Because didn't he, did, wasn't he, wasn't he like... Brian Pillman's mate for most a bit. probably. I yeah. think he got brought back. I think he was meant to. There's a whole thing with uh, him coming back, but then eventually, I think they made. He was him. kind of the Carly of. He was, the and that is another person that's down. Uh, the fact he returned to help Jinder Mahal like a couple of years ago or whenever it was I, to see, retain the title. I I, <laughs> I don't think we can proclaim that independent wrestling is as good as it is until someone on an independent level books a Punjabi prison match. Yes, this needs to happen. So, I'm putting it out just there, Just get loads of bamboo and just start... Whoever to, wants to do it, do it, come on, let's get on it. HG Drake, you do a lot of, like, ring, you know, jobs and stuff like that. You build <laughs> rings, build a Punjabi prison. I like the way you, didn't, like the way you didn't say T-Bone because you wouldn't trust him to build <laughs> Oh, no, 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 T-Bone as well. If you actual death trap. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's get it booked. Can... Hell yeah, let's do it. All right, other honourable mentions. Um, we've got Loch Ness, who was giant haystacks when he was in WCW. I don't, it's just a lot of WCW. I watch a lot of WCW. That's you know, awesome. He did, like, one... I think... I think he had a couple of matches on, like, yeah. the main event, which was their kind of pre-show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he had one match. Oh, who did he wrestle? He had maybe one match on TV and one one pay-per-view match he had yeah. against... Oh, well, I, I, I've watched it recently as well. Who was it? It wasn't Luger. 
Because I know, I know you was in WCW. Because I remember very, very briefly. Regal's yeah. spoken about it on his spoken word. Tour, oh really? Okay, was, cool. I, I think it was around about the time where his health started declining, which is a really, yeah, it which was. is an unfortunate it thing. Is. Because I think, I think it, it, it almost, it almost happened too late for him because it was past his peak in terms of like exposure and stuff like it that. Was. So it was genuinely the know called Loch Ness. Yeah, yeah. It was Dungeon of Doom. It was. Oh, that's good. Then there's loads of like oh. loads of big men in that as well. Oh, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. It's full of that. That was full of big men, but the fact that they couldn't ever. <laughs> and then you had what little Kevin Sullivan, who was yeah. like not my height at all. All right. Obviously, I had the zodiac. Yeah, the zodiac. Yeah. Which was um. Uh, well, it was Bruce Beefcake. Ed Leslie, Meng, yeah, yeah. who is another person I've got down here. Meng was class. Yeah, see, again, see, Meng goes into Hoss territory. Do you think? Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Because well, I don't think he do, was notoriously. I don't think you ever thought of him as like a, a, a big man, no, but, but you brutal, knew him as absolute nails, like all yeah. the stories. Nails, it? another. Do you remember Nails? That was another person. Nails. That wasn't well. even a setup. No, it was, but it? Nails, another person who uh, was, was massive it? orange uh, uh, jumpsuit. Jumpsuit, yeah. That, that was. I mean, that storyline with Boss Man was. <laughs> it was something, uh, wasn't it? it for, for a younger audience, it was very memorable. Yeah. It's a bit naff when you look back on it now. Mm. Um, Bossman's got a history of, of having mates that are very big. Bull Buchanan. Oh, yes. hell, hell of a leg hey, drop. B squared. B squared. Yeah. Come on. Hell of a leg drop. Um, <laughs> yes. who, who else is on your. your... Oh, Roger, you've got the Yeti, who was yes. also Giant Super Ninja for a, for he a was. short period of time. Um, he was Giant Super Ninja. He was, yeah. Um, After all that big build up of him coming out of an iceberg to end one of the nitros. I, I feel like. Did you think we'd go down and like the WCW route? Yeah, yeah, I did, I did, yeah. and I'm, I'm glad. Like, it always makes me happy because there's there's quite a lot of people didn't watch WC, WCW, and I've said it a million times on this podcast that like, WCW is my like. My Hell yeah, man! Um, but I, I always think it's really funny with the Yeti thing because as as awful as it was. I feel like it's a really harsh moment on Tony Schiavone, who was genuinely yeah. a fantastic commentator <laughs> for the most part of his career. And WCW just broke him, yep. and all you think about is him going, "It's the Yeti," and he just kind of um, grabs and yeah, humps yeah. Paul Hogan whilst cuddling <sighs> giant what big show. Anyway, we will come back to eventually in a minute. Uh, who else do I have? I think that's about it. No, really. we did one on the bottom. What I think, what I, I think it was either was it Wall was it yeah, called, yeah the Wall yeah, yeah. who was in a team with Berlin yes oh, that right. was the joke okay. Berlin the former Alex see Wright. I didn't even know yes I know because he had completely changed yeah. his look to the black robot I didn't even know that was a thing he was he was a big man um, and he was in TNA for a bit um, as well after it yeah I'm sure he's a power plant. Yeah, definitely. The guy. But yeah, that was the joke. He was the uh, wall Ber- to Berlin. All oh, right, well, I didn't know that. that because one. that's how bad WCW was. <laughs> that time. Um, but yeah, brilliant. Right. Okay. Thanks. Sorry about that. that was no, no, a, that's amazing. Memory lane. That was class. Yeah, but see, I'm too. I say I'm too young for. I was born in '94, so I didn't have the chance to watch. Yeah, a lot of WCW. So that's why I'm backtracking, watching a lot of like Thunder and stuff so, like that now. So I've always said this because I didn't get into wrestling until I was a lot older. Like, and when I did, I got into wrestling around about ninety nine, mm-hmm. two thousand. Mm-hmm. So I only ever saw terrible WCW. Yeah, um, and then I backtracked and was like, oh, there's some really good stuff in here. Oh, so um, yeah, it's a lot of people. I, mean, like, I remember um, when I first started getting into wrestling, it was really really funny because people would be like, uh, you know, like oh yeah. 
you know, like Guerrero and Malenka were always my inspiration, and like they're the reason I started wrestling. Mm. I'm like, no, it's not. It's because no. you turned on TV and you either saw The Undertaker or Definitely. Austin or The Rock or yeah. Ultimate Warrior, whoever you are at that age. And like, and again, like I know there's people out there that would will have people that are slightly obscure, but it always does make me laugh when people like start backtracking to the actual yeah. like workers and you're like oh yeah um, definitely definitely no. right should we start so, so I'm going to get yeah. here because I know you've got a million names I know yeah I'm going to try when you narrow it down to a team okay. of five so it's your best big man five society okay alright alright okay right okay cool well <sighs> at number one I'll start at number one I'm going to just say it anyway big show for me definitely was probably my, the top guy when I first because yeah. I watched a lot of Smackdown when I first started watching wrestling. Yeah. So, like, him, like, when he had different things with Eddie Guerrero, he chokeslammed Kurt Angle off a balcony. He did? He did. Mm. How? What? What? Why would, you know, like, that's when he was back when he was GM, things like that. Uh, I remember him. Another thing that will always stick out in my mind, one of Mania is when he, a, an actual pin was him putting Raven. Yes. On on the wall to pin him, I was just like, "That's mind blowing." Obviously, was that the is that the infamous hardcore triple threat? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. The, the one, the story where um, Raven drives into the fuse box mm. and nearly wipes out all the power. Definitely, yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. Because what was it? Was it wasn't even what was it, a couple more millimeters, maybe, or yeah, something, something, something dab me or something. Infamous match. Yeah, though, yeah, definitely, it was class. Hell of a bump through the uh, the glass window as well. I do feel like I I, I think like. Because Big Show's been around so long, mm. and because he's done so much mental stuff, Ridiculous like stuff, there's yeah. the stuff with the funeral, with Boss Man, <laughs> yeah. the Hasket, oh, there's God. him just as a giant baby. Mm-hmm. There was him doing the like he do people's other people's gimmicks. Indeed. Uh I'm trying. To, there's there's probably a Loads million more. And the, like, I feel like peak Big Show, especially like 2002, especially when he. Uh, Heyman turned on Lesnar. Yes. Survivor Series 2002 to then have Big Show as a W champion. I always... That, that was, like, some good stuff. Like, I, that was very, like, focused on him because I was yeah. like, he's unstoppable. He's massive. Of course he is. And he's beaten Brock Lesnar, who is this yeah, kind of... This, yeah. Who is a big guy, another big yeah. guy, who's just come in and dominated for the past God, God knows how many years since he debuted. And Heyman's done this, but the fact that Big Show's kind of, you know overcome that and then he's what's to stop him now is the dominant force and he also he also tipped over a tipped over a car he did he did, he did. show of strength indeed I, I think I think that's the thing with show is that he always had runs in him where mm. he was either a credible threat or a credible monster I remember Definitely. he had a he had a really good little run of matches with Booker T mm. um, and he, you always bought him I think Oh, correction. I think there was a, up until a point where you always bought him as a credible challenger. It's very similar to like Mark Henry. Definitely. But like Mark Henry's done loads of ludicrous stuff. But like, oh, yeah. considering from the sexual chocolate all the way to the whole yeah, pain, like yeah. that whole thing with Cena when he was going to retire. Yeah. No, that was that was everyone switched back onto. Oh, okay, Mark Henry's like yeah. a serious though. Here, I think that's the thing with wrestling. Is like I, I do think that if you're around for such a long tenure, sometimes your greatest misses might outweigh your greatest mm. hits but it shouldn't diminish your greatest hits no definitely sense. not definitely not good alright I like that that's a good start okay but yeah Big Show was one, the, probably the one it's kind of going things are popping in my mind like mm. I remember before I even started watching wrestling my mates got me like we'd wrestle on the gun like in the front garden or something they could be like oh you can be Big Show and I was like who's Big Show and I finally worked out who it was I was like okay 
That's he's what planted the yeah, seeds all big, them years And he's ago. jacked now, can I remember Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's jacked. We were joking last week on the SummerSlam roundtable with Danny and Bailey and Egan that he's going to come back from his to promote his Netflix show. Yeah. Um, and we were laughing because we were like, is he going to just turn on his family in the Netflix show? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we don't know he might come back. Um, but yeah, all right, good. Okay, I'm, cool. I'm happy with that. That's good. He's accepted into the big man Indeed. discussion. So uh, we've got four left. Okay, cool. Right. Uh, see, uh, it didn't, it's because you wanted it to be like the rest no, of like a big man. No, because I only gave you certain rules. Yeah. So, as long as they're over six foot, over as long as they're over two hundred and five pounds. What would you say Scott Steiner is? Would you say he's over six foot two? I would not. No, you wouldn't. I would say he's possibly on the, and I don't want to upset him. Um, <laughs> Come for you. He's he's possibly on the six foot side. Yeah, but I would think so too. The only reason why he was on the list there is because, like, for me personally, and my gimmick and stuff like that, I was peak WCW. He was. Can, how he changed completely from mm-hmm. doing, and he could still do a, a big high flying like yeah. Frankenstein, and obviously that's wait the name one of the name the name comes from anyway. But like me personally, like gimmick wise, yeah. and that infamous promo in TNA. Oh god, yeah, yeah. Percentages. I've, and I've seen him explain that promo live on a. Oh. I think it was inside the ropes actually. They did a tour with him, and that was a fascinating moment where I was like, oh, okay, that actually makes sense. But I'm, uh, for this point, okay, I'm going to disqualify him. No, okay. um, that is no disrespect to him. No, of course um, not. I think there's a match that's recently gone up on the network from ECW, and it's him and Rick against Malenko and Cactus Jack. Oh. And it's weird. That but, is a weird pairing. But really good. Fun. Like, if you want to see Steiner, like, wrestle, it's a good one. There's also that awesome tag match with the Steiners against mm. Terry Gordy and um, Dr. Death, Steve Williams. Oh, it's, uh, it's like 92... Ish WCW, I think it's a tag tournament, and they just murder each other. I bet. Like it's amazing. Another great big man, Terry Gordon. Yes, definitely. Um, underrated, very underrated. Yes, I agree. Okay, right. right. Putting that aside, that's fine. Okay, let's say we'll say, we'll, we'll put we'll whack Vader in there. Okay, so we'll yeah, Vader, Vader is there. accepted. I have uh, obviously do I've one of his moves, the Vader bomb. I uh, kind of uh, obviously because I'm a big guy as well. I emulate of that. And you know, very big guy with agility. You know. Yeah, definitely. That's, so that's I, a lot of these I've put down and put and I put in brackets. Like they also had for like a very shock value kind of like high flying move. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure like Vader's done moon salts and stuff. Oh as yeah, well. yeah he did. Yeah. You know, but like just again, he could, I feel like he could be the Hoss kind of like he is, especially with the matches against Cactus Jack as well. Yeah. But purely just from again shock factor of the way he looked and the way he, he did wrestle like a big guy as well. Yeah, yeah. He battered people. Yeah. Absolutely battered him, and he was a big guy and I was a big threat as well. I feel. It again, it comes down to versatility. You think mm. about Vader. You know, you think of WCW Vader, who was this with Harley Race, who was this like monster of a champion, and then he had mm. the, he had the run with like the matches with Sting and yep. Ron Simmons and Flair, and like was this like legitimate threat? And then you had him in UWFI against um, Takada in in, in yeah, um, yeah. the main event, and like was this like like legit shoot fight threat because he wasn't technically sound, but he was this monster. Uh, and then he obviously had his runs, uh, had his matches in all Japan where he, he tangled with the four pillars, and then mm-hmm. obviously did stuff in, in New Japan. And like he always felt credible, definitely. You know, and, and again, even people point to his WWF run, and you know, like okay, the Camp Cornet stuff probably yeah. was. Yeah. 
you know, it was okay, and like there was a few things, but like you know, you think about him having in, in the, the match with Michaels, and there was always moments where he always still felt like a legitimate threat to yeah, everyone definitely. on the roster. I mean, so. could, you've got to think how like massive he actually was, like size yeah. as well. Like, I mean, he might not have been t- as tall as a Big Show or Kane or someone like that, but I mean, he was massive. Yeah, and his work I feel backed it up really and yeah. especially like the whole kind of headgear as well and especially when he used it in like WCW like I was like oh man he could it's just the whole kind of especially like I feel as well as well as being a big man you need to have like the kind of not necessarily the character but kind of the whole get up to back it up and I feel like that helped to kind of show that like an aura yes definitely that's, that's yeah. the word that's the yeah. word I, 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 everyone loves that elephant head because it's the mm. coolest thing in the world ever. Yeah. have you ever seen the clip of Jujun from the Liger kicking it over I haven't and I it's need to see this it's absolutely amazing um, does he, he lose it he, he, <laughs> <laughs> um, everyone now will tweet me the gif because it's the funniest thing in the world ever he literally puts the head down does a like <sighs> Liger just runs over boots it over <laughs> and like, runs away it's genuinely amazing because um, you know Liger was absolutely lovely yeah class uh, yeah, Vader is very much welcome to this. Definitely. Right. Three slots left. Okay, right. <sighs> hmm. I'm torn because you've got guys who are definitely like big guys. And Okay, I'm, I'm going to put Kevin Nash in there. Kevin Nash is a big guy. Yeah. Because he's massive. He is. He is, is a foot huge man. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And when he was, how he was brought in as a bodyguard... Yeah. yeah, of course he'd be brought in as a bodyguard because he was a big guy. And you've got to think of his gimmicks beforehand. Like, you had him in Mohawk and... What, what was Oz. It? Yeah, Oz as well, yeah. Vinny like, Vegas. Vinny Vegas. Maybe that was not so much, but, I mean, all his gimmicks, you kind of... They didn't necessarily complement his size, but you could tell he was a big guy and he was used that way because he was a big guy. But yeah, he was brought in as Michael's bodyguard and the whole run as Diesel. I mean, the power bomb—it looked massive. The way he'd like, kind of just let go of guys like midair, and they seemed to, especially from me being young at that age. Yeah. But like, oh my god, he's dropped them from a massive height. You know. I think the the testament to Nash before his hamstrings went oh god, massive yeah. um, was that during that nineties run. Mm. He never looked out of place with the smaller, faster-paced guys. No, definitely. In the sense not. that he wasn't this lumbering big man that couldn't keep up. You know, nope. you think about the Michaels WrestleMania match with you know Diesel versus Michaels, and mm. like how fast-paced that is, and like how genuinely like interesting it was. He definitely. was never this plodding big man. That... I feel like people criticise Nash, especially like I've heard different like um, podcasts and things like that, and videos of say like say. Cornette will kind of not a kind of down put a down on Kevin Nash and he's only got so many moves or so many things but like with, like with the match with Michael ha- sorry, hang, on, hang on Joe you're telling me that Jim Cornette's being negative about something okay I am <laughs> shook sure, I am it. shook sorry I've, I've, I've created waves on the podcast here my bad my bad <laughs> but no like what I mean by that is like kind of saying you know it's like a kind of putting it down on Nash there, but it's like, well, he didn't need to because of yeah. the kind of the stature he had and how devastating his moves actually were when you... Yeah. And, and like you were saying with the match with Michaels, like, he wasn't out of place. He was there for everything, like... I think maybe the the the, the problem with Nash... The problem with Nash is hindsight because you can now look back and, mm. and that WCW yeah, period yeah, yeah. where he and did it, have a lot yeah. of sway and... and 
control over Seems everything. Seems to kind of just take a backpedal and was like, uh, yeah, well. And he's like, always had a questionable attitude. Mm. But in my opinion, it's no more questionable than Scott Halls yep. or Sean Michaels yep. or even to some extent Sean Waltman, who, you know, especially Michaels and Waltman now, like, have come out the other side of it and they're helping the next generation. You know, Michaels that, is heavily so cool involved in NXT. Mm. You know, X Pac on Twitter is the best dude on Twitter because he's mm-hmm. always gassing everyone up. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think maybe because Nash never had the the post career, yeah, that he had, he never really had that redemption moment. He seems very humble on Instagram, though, like with different things, especially oh, yeah, with, with like his surgeries and how like his progression's going, like going back to because he's nearly sixty and yeah. the dude's Jack still. Yeah, so hats off to him, you know, like. Yeah, and like, I think that's that's wrestling sometimes, you know. You know, it's that thing of like, if you're around a long time, people are going to judge you on a lot of things, mm, and definitely, and understandably as well. But I, mm. I, I, I agree. I think he achieved so much in his career, and, and was always. I think the way, the way you could dress up the attitude problem was he always knew how to place himself in the coolest thing yeah, at the time. You, you think about, oh, gotcha. you know, the Diesel stuff was coming to an end, so he puts himself in WCW. He's part of the outsiders. He's you know, one of the original new um, NWO. Yep. And then that runs his course, mm-hmm. and then he's the Wolfpack. Yep. And, like, he's, he's very clever. Even in TNA, when he did the whole, like, run with the X Division, where he was, like, the coach to the X Division, yeah. it was oh, the, yeah, extremely yeah, entertaining. Definitely. I mean, it was extremely damaging to arguably... TNA slash Impact's best thing at the time, mm. but he is very intelligent in terms of how he gets to put himself in a position where people are always talking about him or he's always involved in something that is, is on the on the cusp of being cool. Can I just say he does a hell of a, a hell of a bomb into a, a pool? If he does. Know, if you've seen that he does. He doesn't just do a hell of a jackknife. No, he does. <laughs> oh god. He does a, a springboard <laughs> bomb. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. So you've got two slots two left. left. Right. Yeah, yeah. See, see, I'm looking at your list here, and there's people, like I know who I pick. Yeah, but but I don't think there's anyone on this list apart from one that's near the bottom that would be controversial. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Do you want to say who that is? You... Yeah. So you've got Scott Hall yep. next to Kevin Nash, yep. which again, Scott Hall is a massive human being. He definitely. definitely fits in the criteria, mm-hmm. but again, because he never really. The focus was never really that he was a big guy. No, definitely not. I mean, the, what I really thought of there is because of the Razor's Edge, like, especially in those days, like, when you're looking back, that was a big move. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How, you know... As, bit, again, I think a lot of this is really coming from, especially, like, the memories and stuff of when I was a kid watching different things. Like, the big guys always had a big yeah. move. Yeah, yeah, And, you know, that was completely different from the choke slam. That wasn't just a regular power bomb. Yeah, and I'm not, when when I've taken one of these myself, it's not it's not nice. It's not I was nice. Just about to ask you, I've never taken one. <laughs> I have yeah, and then now I've got um, damage. Not not say damage tendons, but like my arm. Like sometimes when I straighten it, occasionally yeah. like, it gives me a bit of pain. So. It's the worst bump. because yeah. it's the. Do you remember the Jericho description of uh, Michael's dropping the elbow on Vince in the no, cab? Do tell, do tell. So like Jericho says, like he's like it's the worst bump because you sat there going, is it now? Is it now? Yeah. Is it bam? And yeah. that's the same with the Razor's Edge. You get like, especially like uh, like my 
stature I was really skinny when I was mm. wrestling so I'd just get launched yeah. and I'd just be like mid-air going probably going to land now I'm probably going to land and then you'd like <laughs> land and like you there'd be a limb in a place yeah, that you yeah. weren't expecting you'd be like oh okay you'd end up in yeah. the road somewhere it is a badass move but I'm, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to steer no, that's you fine. away understandable, from understandable because the other people on, the, you know, on your list I, I think everyone else would be like hell yeah so we'll mention the other ones that don't make the list but yeah okay cool well I kind of don't want to be obvious. That's fine, though. You can be obvious. Because, obviously, me, me growing up, Kane and then Undertaker as well are two guys. Okay. A big guy. But they're arguably the top two big men of... Yeah, exactly. The... And especially Matt, and from for God knows how long. And then still, they're brought back as, mm-hmm. you know, over the years, as big threats, you know. Yeah. Brothers of Destruction, probably the most biggest kind of, you know, biggest head no, big, biggest tag team, you know, biggest threat there yeah. was. And they'd be brought back. Every time, every time, yeah. every time. And especially, like, peak, Kane was jacked. Oh, mate, like... Scary oh, and like, jacked. It's it's when he was going on the world's slowest striptease um, if you, <laughs> and just removing more and more bits of clothing yes, over yes. the years. And when he was in the Brothers Destruction and he was just all traps. Like, yep, it was just indeed. nothing other than traps. No, definitely. And then the thick arms as well, too. Oh, like, God, yeah. Like, obviously, especially when he had, like, with the long sleeve on one side and yeah. then the, his butt, just massive arms on the other side. But, yeah, with him and, again, like, a big move, choke slam. Yeah. You know, like, that looked that devastating. You know, Tombstone picking big guys up and Tombstone and yeah. driving someone's head into the mat and pick, upside down, right? Yeah. That isn't should be possible, right? Okay, I'm gonna ask you. Do you know what you, I mean? I oh, do. Sorry. So if these are gonna be your last two, I'm gonna ask you um, what's your favourite eras of both of them? Because there's been a lot of eras of them. Mm. It's hard because me growing up really was the Kane kind of you know when he uh, obviously when he unmasked, yeah, big chokes onto RVD, yeah, the whole kind of how his face and his head like you know. Just, Going on from there, I feel like I feel like that bit for me because in my childhood that was like what I mostly like was drawn to with Kane. Yeah. I mean, he's had other, you know, when he debuted, ripping the door off the hell of yeah, cell. There's yeah. lots of different moments with Kane, yeah. but I feel like that and the, like the ambulance match he had with yeah. Shane, Shane O'Mac and the stuff like that, like that was peak Kane for me. Yeah. Uh, the thing as well is like I don't think that moment that moment should be diminished because it no. Was, for someone who was watching wrestling a little bit longer, yeah. that was shocking because, I, I, and again, I was a little bit older at that time, so I was probably a little bit, quote-unquote, smarter to, to wrestling. Mm. I never thought we'd ever see Kane's face. No. And I, and I know everyone's going, well, he was an Isaac Yankum. Yes, I know. But, I mean, as as the Kane character. Yeah, but, yeah, but you, don't, you don't think of that when no. you're that invested in it. story. It was shocking. Like, yeah. The, the, the reveal, the way he turned to the camera, Definitely. the way RVD reacted to it. Like, and it is a very yeah. memorable moment. Exactly. And especially being that age, what was I? Well, I think I was like nine or ten at the time. Mm. And, you know, obviously you now we know what we know about wrestling, but then... Then you're drawn to it. You're like, and it yeah. was, it was shocking for me as a kid. And yeah. you know, you know, and it was. That's what makes you love wrestling at the same time. Yeah, of like course it does. That was what drew, drew me to wrestling as a kid. Yeah. That kind of big kind of storyline and things like that. But like, you know, now a, a full circle being able to body some crater and getting yeah. that. I know it's a smaller scale. But no, no, having that reaction from hundreds and hundreds of fans. It was. It it's only just starting to hit me really that I'm. I've had the chance to create a moment like yeah. that. And that's wrestling, man. Yep. Hell yeah. So okay. Cool. And then Undertaker. Hmm. Yeah. See, I, 
I liked Undertaker Ministry of Darkness just because of the Hell whole kind yeah. of crazy stuff that went on with the ministry and you know yeah. Viscera another big man that I've just kind of thought of there very he's already in the Hall of Fame yep. on this podcast so he's oh, okay. well, like, awesome. you're welcome awesome see Smallman not the only one um, <laughs> but yeah that, that ministry taker was yeah. really like there was levels and definitely was dark and mm. there was some cool moments yeah exactly and it was just another thing where it's like how far are they going to go with it you know when they had Stephanie McMahon strapped to the, yeah. uh, the Undertaker kind of, you know, to, to raise her up as if she's been crucified, that was another thing. I was like, how, uh, that's how a, far are they going to go? It's with really this? interesting because there's an, an image with like, I think it was a DVD cover or like a VHS cover, or whatever, mm-hmm. um, of like Austin on the, yeah, the, the, the logo and the cross, and like that at a time when IK was sort of coming into wrestling because I sort of came in around like the, the sort of tail end of the Attitude Era or kind of like mid Attitude Era. So mm. like, I've really like it's always been ingrained in my brain as like, oh, that's Taker. Like I, I wasn't. Uh, you know, casket making, grave digging no. Undertaker from the early nineties. So I agree, like that was a real like Can I do add can I add with Taker though with the again, probably from what I remember mostly from him watching it like kind of like as of then, um was when he um obviously Big Evil was awesome, mm-hmm. you know, it was completely different for Taker, you know. Mm-hmm. Like he had some badass matches and he was the biggest dude on probably on the roster at the time. You know, and he was still going strong, you know. But I think when he stopped that and then came back to have that WrestleMania 20 match with Kane, because mm-hmm. he had the Buried Alive match, went away. But the whole kind of build-up to that, I was on edge because yeah. when when Kane was in the Rumble 2004, lights went down. I was like, kind of, that was the first kind of glimpse of him coming back, in a sense. And that was just like, oh, okay, how's he going to come back? Is he going to come back? And then he came back kind of like... Kind of a mix of old Undertaker, but yeah. no, maybe not as far as say, yeah. if you know what I mean. Like, and the whole the promos and the, the build up to that and the, the vignettes. Oh man! Yeah, and of course, then he goes on to have those incredible matches with Michael. Yeah, oh, Michael's Triple H. Triple H. You know, all, all the mania matches, like you know, people might doubt Taker towards the end, but yeah, he's still and, a and class again, big man. I, it's much like it's much like Kane. It's much like big show mm. if you're around for so long there's going to be a lot more duds than there is the hits and I feel like Taker out of everyone's probably had more hits than duds mm. but it still doesn't make it suck less when because everyone has their their Undertaker in mm. their head and that's that moment that's ingrained with you and that's that Undertaker and you know the, the American Badass stuff was yeah. it, it's like it's one that everyone's like oh but like when he was big evil and he, he's like had the hardcore title mm. and then he had that incredible match with Jeff Hardy in the ladder yeah. match oh, and like, there was some good stuff in there but it's brought I, out the best in like the other people other yeah. competitors like Jeff Hardy the, the way he'd be on the mic and constantly you know yeah. show willing and show fight and he was already like people were behind him but I feel like that, that turned it yeah. exactly yeah. even ten, tenfold with that yeah so I do feel like it's one of them where as long as you I think I think everyone's opinion is, is absolutely valid but I feel like you need just to be a bit balanced with it sometimes mm. cool right that's your top five so what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a quick ad break Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And we're back from quick ad break as Joe chuckles like every <laughs> single guest that's on this podcast because for you it went and it advertised something. Um, I hope it was but good. For us, it was like Buy it. two Sorry. seconds. It's, it's probably for a podcast on How the network. So listen, yeah. listen. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Joe. Right. But it makes every guest chuckle uh, <laughs> because Smallman didn't used to tell everyone there was an oh, ad break, really? so you'd just be listening to it and then you'd violently get assaulted by the uh, little ad noise. So, uh, right, so the way we're going to finish this off is uh, let's get some more mentions of people that didn't make cool. the list. Okay, so we've got, again, there's more hosses in this list, I feel. No, there's, 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 there's two. I can see two big men that didn't yep. make the list. No, okay. three big men that didn't make the list. One's on, like, he's got one foot in a hoss, one foot in a big man. Okay, and um, I think, I guess, are you, are you talking about that? You're talking Brody. About Brody, yeah. Bruiser Brody, yeah, definitely. who is uh, just... I think the thing with Brody as well would be, you know, like I love, I love my Japanese wrestling, so mm. like I feel like Brody's always been mystical to me. Um, to all the Japanese fans as well, yeah. like, part, part of the wrestling culture, I feel. But yeah. like, I've, I've I've been fortunate to obviously look back, and then obviously, did you watch the Dark, Dark Side, Side of, of the Ring? Ring? Yeah, that was completely, you know, that kind of full circled it all for me, mm. really. And, and, was, and listening to him talk and how intelligent yeah. he is, and like because I've 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 still not finished it because it's really long and I, I re- always read it on, when I'm on a plane yeah. which is kind of a bad place to read it on because there's loads of stories about plane crashes mm. uh, oh <laughs> which is Gary Hart's book oh, okay, yeah. uh, which is fantastic it's genuinely fantastic it's out of print at the minute and I managed to get a PDF um, and he talks the way he talks about Brody, uh, and it, it really made me love Brody more and actually Abdullah as well yeah. um, and how they were this spectacle mm. and like this attraction and like it always felt Dangerous and different, and you I see think, that in his matches the way yeah. the crowd reacts as well. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Just the feel with he brought something different to being yeah. a big man. Like you see, it, especially in the Dark Side of the Ring when he's like talking, especially like keeping kayfabe as well. Like he wanted yeah. people, and people believed it. Yeah. People believed he was this mad deranged. Even the workers, like you hear stories of people who work, you know, worked with him and mm. you know had matches with him. They, they feel like he'd kill him. Yeah, but they didn't. But yeah, again. That, that's just you know. And another... so, talking of kayfabe. Yeah, yeah. Go on, sorry. 
Go on. Who's who's the other one that you? Who do you think I mean when I say talking of kayfabe? <sighs> Someone whose gimmick wasn't necessarily culturally accurate, should we say? You're talking about Zuna there? Ian? Yeah, 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 Zuna. No, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Hey, if 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 Lex could slam him. Well, this yeah, is it. This is where the Lex Express started. <laughs> um, yeah, Yokozuna is a really interesting one because obviously we we, we know now he's, he's he's part of that um, Samoan heritage um, and that family tree, which is you know arguably one of the most it, it, like famous and one of the greatest wrestling families of all time. You know, it's up there with the Guerreros, uh, up there with the Von Erichs, etc., mm. etc., and the Hearts. Um, but obviously, the, the gimmick that really sort of caught our eyes is one that now is sometimes a little bit hard to go back and watch definitely when they were pushing certain buttons in the early 90s but I I always feel like it should never take away from uh, Yokozuna as a performer because as a big man when he hit that rolling wheel kick oh yeah definitely or or that he'd hit that bonsai drop it looked like it murdered you know and he'd just sit on him after he'd he'd done the the actual the move and it'd be like they're not breathing they're not breathing are they but I think with him as well um I feel like the way he would sell things as well, it would be like a big man. Yeah. Like, you know, because you got... People would say that, oh, it might be boring if this person, this person, but they like... I mean, if, you, if you're going to commit to being that size and, you know, you are that size, you know, you don't want to try and fit in with everyone else, mm. you know, and it, obviously Yogazuna, as his career progressed, he got bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm. I feel like... I feel like he was still able to kind of get that across... To what is, I'm probably not making much no, sense. No, you know because what I mean, but... um, it's it's really fascinating actually. If you go and watch um, Yokozuna and Rikishi, yep. they have a lot of the same mannerisms, definitely, which definitely. is obviously you know again family heritage, etc. Yeah, but it, it is it is, it is, it is he had this way of selling that put him in peril mm. and then excited an audience but never Definitely. made him look weak until no. until because um, I always think about the, the Bret Hart, Bret Hart uh, Wrestlemania yeah. like mm. um, no the good one oh uh, okay <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to go down that road no, there, no, saying, no, no. Oh, got squashed. no but I was going to say like I always remember uh, I, there was a build up to it of like there was this this one clip they used and it was him against a jobber yeah. and he hits the banzai drop on him mm. and he sits on him and I just always remember it like in the way they just built it up, that you really were like, Brat hasn't got hope. No. Like, there is literally no, gonna kill him. no chance that this is going to happen. Can, and then, yeah. yeah. Again, with like, talking about being agile as well as a big man, maybe like yeah. the whole, like, you could, especially with the Kishi, like the fact yeah. that you could hit a super kick. Yeah. Hell of a super kick. Yeah, exactly. Knock well, yeah. you bloody jaw off. Yeah. But yeah. All right, so chuck the last one in. Last one. Obviously, he's got half the brains that you do. Sid Vicious, hell of a man. Sid Vicious, Sid Justice, Sid, just, Sid. Yeah. Sid. Psycho, Psycho Sid, Sid. Yep. Um, Sidney to his friends. Oh, really? Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> I hope that's true. Um, Egan's got a really good poetry, uh, picture of him and said he met at the um, Wrestle Convention. Oh, really? Um, and I, I love, I've seen the picture of him just getting involved and being in the Undertaker's coffin. It was oh. like an Undertaker, it's the fake Undertaker, yeah. the guy that cosplays him all the um, time. But yeah, there's a wonderful picture on, on the internet of, of Sid Justice mm. and Chris Egan that warms my heart every time. But Sid, man, like... A hell of a powerbomb. A hell of a powerbomb. You believed he was mm. insane. There's... So the, the I remember, so um, going back when I... I was a little bit older. I was probably like... I was working. Yeah, I was definitely working because I used to go to HMV and I used to buy... Do you remember the double DVDs yep. of shows? Yep. So I kind of went back and watched a lot of like 90s WWF because I, I'd missed it all as a kid. 
and there was a, a there's a, a car. It's probably in your house, and someone's screaming it at home now. Um, but it's it's Sid versus Michaels, mm-hmm. and it's the infamous one because it's where Jose Lafario has a quote unquote heart attack yeah. at ringside. Mm-hmm. But the match is actually really yeah, good. So why does it have to be ruined by things like that? Yeah, and again, it's much like we were talking about Yokozuna. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate because of the way that society's changed and for the better mm-hmm. that we've got rid of that. Definitely. Um, that it's that thing of sometimes it is a shame because there's certain performers that don't quite get spoken about too much but again like and again Sid's controversial seemed to overcloud yeah. his like what, what, what to keep going playing softball didn't he he did yeah, and stabbed people with scissors oh, allegedly God, yeah. yeah Um so was Arn Anderson right allegedly correct. allegedly because he was a he was a was he was a horseman very briefly Potentially. I mean, everyone's been a horseman. I'm mm. technically at this point, I am. Yeah, I think um, so. I think he was at one point. And that's what led to the, the falling out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was, there was, it's definitely captivating. Yeah, of course. Mm. I like the the thing about a reason why I've picked so many different people is because you, you can be a big man in wrestling and you could just be like, yes, I'm the big guy. I'll do mm. a big move. You know, no one can move me this. But you've got to think of all the individuality of characters yeah. and story within each of the people that I've mentioned. Yeah, like they're not they're not not two of the same really. Are no, that you've got that's true. So it's, I feel like being captivating for an audience and being a big man can be hard. And I've, but I feel like each individual, especially the reason why I've picked them, is because they've drawn me towards yeah. them with the way they've gone about being a big guy. And you would know. I would know. You are the biggest guy in British wrestling. Yeah. Uh, awesome thank you man no thank you for coming on man I, I genuinely like when I'm I have my little moments where I'm like mm, sorry about this uh, usually when I'm on the loo I go Lovely. oh that's a really good idea and I text you last night and I'm yeah, like yeah. I've got this idea <laughs> um, and uh, yeah so hopefully you guys enjoyed it because I, I imagine you would uh, if you are listening to this thank you uh, if you want to let me know me and Joe know who your favourite big men are mm. make sure you tweet at us um where can everyone find you on social media? They can find me at Big Guns Joe on Instagram, at Benchmark Big Joe on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, if you want to reach me via email, if you would want to, if not, you know, whatever, it's benchmarkbigjoe at gmail.com. Wow, it's the first yeah. time anyone's ever given out their email. Address. I don't know, you know, it's you just get an loads of spam now, yeah, right? That's it. Um, not emails, the fake meat. Uh, oh, I love it. <laughs> Good. Bring one. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, man. It's been. It's been, it's been lovely. I've, I've, heard, I've heard a few of your uh, cheese nachos and uh, it's been lovely to be on. Don't don't say that. I'll get an ego. Uh, <laughs> you can find me at mrichardshost on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, let me know about your big men. Tag Joe in it as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm bigger we'll, than them though. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah he is. He is massive. Um, so that's why we're going to have to stop this because I'm losing oxygen because his lungs are so big. They're stealing all the oxygen in the room. Uh, so I'm going to, uh, going away this week to go and do Insomnia Gaming Festival. Um, so over gaming, uh, gaming festival, over Insomnia Weekend, I'll hopefully be recording more than one episode. I've got a really good idea for the one that I want to do. And if we can line it up, it's going to be really exciting. If you enjoyed the video game episode we did recently and you're a big nerd, then keep your eyes peeled for this one because it's going to be really good. Uh, In the meantime, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com <laughs> 